This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg, and we are going to be joining um, with Elisha for Webb uh, in our program t- today, and we are going to be covering something very, very relevant to the family, and it's something that we often don't deal with or don't identify. So our program today is really going to identify what are we going to, what, how can we identify a child that has been labeled at the school? Because, you know, a lot of our little ones, they act out and they behave in a different way. So today our pro, we are going to concentrate on that. We, how do we reverse that and how do we nip that in the bud? And it's never too late to make changes, but essentially in the foundational stages. So we, I'll introduce Elisha first straight after that we listened to Multiplied by Need to Breathe. And that was Need to Breathe. Oh, my word, it was multiplied. It was absolutely wonderful to listen to that version that had me dancing here in the studio. I just want to welcome Elisha Webb. I'm so happy to have you in the studio with me today. My, I'm smiling since early this morning already because this is such an important topic that we're going to be covering. So you're welcome. Hi, Renee. Thank you, listeners, for taking this time to put aside. Um, I would like to say that, you know, working with children or having children that are different, we need to put our preconceived ideas aside and we need to really go back to basics and just sit and listen to our body language of our son or our daughter reflecting back at us. You know, and this is where you started this learning center. I'm just going to quickly just tell them a little bit of a background about you. Um, You know, you started the Eli Ministries and you're the founder of that. And from that ministry um, that was born, you know, it was born to restore families. Then the WOW Center of um, the, uh, the Learning Academy WOW Journey and Health and Well a Lifestyle Center came to pass. That's but right. just give us a little bit of a background um, that birthed this uh, particular uh, need that you, that you felt that we were missing, um, where families are really, you know, get affected by children that have been labeled and marriages and relationships. So, you know, you've, you yourself had had a little bit of a journey. Um, you married your best friend, Eugene, and what a wonderful legacy of 23 years. And I mean, you two are such a handsome couple and we know that you, you've got, but you've also had your, your son that had a few challenges and that's probably where you felt that there was, no, I have to look into this. And um, he's 23 and successful today. Wow, I'm telling you now. And your, and your daughter, Daughter as well. I mean, they are so well-adjusted children, but you also had to take a journey and had to identify the problems that often cause our children to act out. 
And so just give us a little bit of a background of where you've been and what led you to uh, this Academy Centre. I think firstly, one should know that you never walk this path out of own choice. So if I had to go back, it started when um, I became a mum at a young age. I was really blessed with a, a really healthy boy, um, like a little professor. He was ahead of all his milestones. And then um, at the age of three, he woke up one morning and he was paralyzed. And, you know, having a baby of nine months old, being a young mum, amazing family that supports us, um, it put strain on a marriage because I had a certain idea of how I would like to deal with it. And my husband had a different idea. And in our situation, it wasn't a paralyzing syndrome that could be treated medically. Um, There was literally no hope and no medication. But through this, I met an Abba father. He no longer was just the God that you only turn to when you are busy. Um, I met an Abba father because he put the time into listening to my prayers where I was down on the floor without hope um, and just asking him, how do we get through this situation? What's the next step? And the next step was prayer. And the next step was hope. And the next step was getting advice and having a teachable heart. And yes, like Renette just shared, he is 23 today and nothing that tried to stop his life and his future at the age of three conquered. Abba Father has a dream. He designs us uniquely. And yes, the enemy tries to come and steal those dreams. But through prayer and through support of family, um, we could get through it. And if I look back at it today, I don't regret it because it changed me as a person. It changed our family. And it made me realize that there are so many families out there without hope and families out there that sit with a label or a diagnosis from a specialist and what now what next Um, it's a lonely journey if if you don't have a teachable spirit or teachable heart and when you get to that point you know firstly how will society um, acknowledge and and react Um, and and we turn away from from looking for hope and we turn towards how will this reflect on the world and what will happen to my child and sometimes we lose vision and I think this is where Wild Learning Academy started because Abba Father showed me through starting being an au pair um, starting out with working I got the necessary training and skills just by working with that for a living and an income but that was my training ground already to see the hope in a child's brain because we got it right to teach twins that was premature babies at the age of 18 months that they could start reading. And at the age of three, they were able to read and write. So I saw the possibility of the brain and how to reverse things, but I didn't necessarily agree to the pressure of um, the program that we were following at that stage. But it was the, the, the starting point for me when I would walk into a situation that I would know there is hope and my child's brain wasn't affected by this paralyzing syndrome. So let's focus on that. My husband and myself both are um, active, sporty type of people. And God really had to take us back from a preconceived idea of what we wanted for our son to go back and say, Lord, this is what happened with him. You healed him 150%. He kept nothing back where there was no medicine that cured him. You healed him. But 
how do we teach him now to not look at this as a disability that was part of his life, but a different ability? Powerful. That is a powerful statement. And, you know, you just shared such a a pivotal, um, uh, you know, why I'm having Alicia Alicia on my program today is the fact that she actually assisted with me with one of the uh, one of my little pupils that I've been uh, dealing with and this child just we just knew that he has got such potential yes. and and once once she assessed him and it was just so incredible to see the hope in the mom and just could see the major major shift in the whole um, dem- demographics yes. and you know not being labeled at at a school uh, to say that this is what your problem is you know and you've got a you've got a problem and they get marginalized so you know i just feel that you know the fact that we can reverse so many issues yes. you know as so many of these um uh, obstacles that we face as parents and we don't often you know we don't want to actually identify we don't want to admit acknowledge because of the pride and you know your other children and you compare and you see your other uh, other families but as you said they are just uniquely and differently designed and we have to acknowledge what God created yes and that is where the beauty lies is Lord you made this beautiful child what what is what do we need to do and what do we have to see what are you seeing that's what you told me which was so beautiful like lord what do you see so that we can create this beautiful child and let's see how we can navigate him through the little uh, uh, issues that he has and it can be reversed yes so you know alicia you know so what were your uh, you know when the, the the center started uh, you know what were the kind of what was what were you sort of covering, and uh, what was your aspirations for the for the academy? Uh, just explain to us what Wow means. Okay, so Abba Father gave me the name Wow Learning Academy, and Wow stands for Work on Winning. I very quickly realized that the idea and the modules that I put together when I started the center was not what the reality was out there. It wasn't to repeat more homework. It wasn't to do more homework or help them to achieve more success. It was really to go back to basics. And in since 2014, um, when this learning center of ours opened, we have never advertised. We have never had to look for families they really come our way and I meet up with the family because I need to understand the family dynamics prior to allowing this child into our family because wow is a family and we look at each differences and our strengths and our weaknesses and my strength is maybe your weakness but in a group setup where we all relate to the similar um, emotional experience being rejected or being bullied for being different we relate to each other and we support one another and they really become a family. What I can say with that is um, I want to say thank you to teachers for doing everything that they do and for putting themselves out there. Without you we can't do anything or teach our children but it is no longer enough anymore 
the parents, the guardians, the aunts, the uncles, the grannies, grandpas, we need to step in and we need to help and we need to make learning fun again. It cannot be only in a, a structured environment behind a desk with a pen and a paper. It needs to come from the heart of family time. And time is the secret, yeah? Play games. Um, so often when I meet a family or a student, we don't look at the grade, and when I do my assessments, I don't look at the the grade or the age. I go back, and I do certain assessments through certain methods um, that I've been taught how to assess them. And through this, I understand more about this child than what their own families would understand living with them. Because often they will say, my child is dyslexic. Really? Who Who, who said that? Who labeled that? Or was it a taught dyslexia or wasn't there enough stimulation in a certain area or development of the brain at a certain age? And we go back to basics. We reverse um, what we find in the assessment. And reprogram. And reprogram. Reprogram the brain. Retrain you the brain. You know, the, the, the word uh, I got as well is that um, the spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And this is in Romans 8 verse 26. And sometimes this is such a deep, deep, deep um, problem because as a parent we see the problem, but we don't know how to navigate it. But yes. the Spirit leads us to say, come on, we can help this child. Because it, it, that deep um, distress gets transferred to the child as well. And the Lord says here as, as well, he says, don't let ob obstacles along the road to eternity. Shake your confidence in God's promise. The Holy Spirit is the God's seal that you will arrive. Amen. And is that not amazing that we can understand that Abba Father can orchestrate Every seal through his holy through the Holy Spirit to guide us to wisdom, and yes, we will we see your problem, but we can take it to the next level. And and I think um, what you've just said there, Renate, is very important because we lose our lab our our vision once we hear the label or the diagnosis. Yes, and we put it in a box. We we lose that vision and we lose the hope. And sometimes as parents, and we can't help it, we overcompensate. Um, because we overcompensate, you know, my poor child. No, mom, not poor child. Help him to develop. Um, I often find myself doing research and, and in my free time to look at things. And I saw this amazing video of a boy of the age of two that had a hearing disability. But that mom didn't see it as a disability because he's cutting hair for adults since the age of two. She allowed him to take that scissors in his hands and she believed in him. Wow, that is powerful. That is so powerful. Um, I think the, you know, there's some questions that I want to ask at, at, in the next session because it's very important that we just get everything, that people can just get a plan. You know, say this is okay, this is what happens when we see this mm. and you know, what is the action plan from there onwards. But we're going to first listen to Thank You by Bobby Fanyasva, that's the first for me on my program. So I'm looking to forward to hearing what that is, what he, you know, what he's singing. Um, I'm one of his fans. So here is Bobby Fanyasva saying thank you. Good afternoon, family and friends. And as you know, we speak about very relevant topics and issues that don't often get spoken about. And this afternoon, I have Alicia for 
Webb from the WOW Academy Learning Academy, and it's working on winning. And I think it is so wonderful. You know, we've just listened to Bobby Fanyash for saying thank you. Thank you. And it says there, it is okay because he is our savior. And when we've got a problematic child, it is okay because God is our savior. And we can walk this road with our children. And thank you, Lord, for our beautiful children that you so uniquely designed. So I just want to say thank you for for joining me again this afternoon, Elisha. You know, you just gave us some golden nuggets beforehand of your the road that you walked. But, you know, there are things that we as parents are very, um, I won't say um, ignorant, um, but just not, we, we, we don't know what, to, what, what we're looking at. And it's lack of wisdom and knowledge. And uh, sometimes we just need to hear and then we can say, okay, this can be addressed, but we need to identify it. So I just want us to find out how do we as parents often identify the problems? And like from what age do you think you need to look at certain things? Um, you know, you, you shared something the other day when we were, we were chatting is about how you make your O's. You know, how you how you start a circle. I mean, that is really simple things, but it is so profound. It actually says so much about your child. So just give us an idea of what we need to look for. That is correct, Renate. Um, when, when we start assessing children, their body language tells us a lot. And um, this boy that I recently assessed um, absolutely amazed me because he had behavioral issues in class. Um, and I asked that he wouldn't go to school so I could spend time with him. I felt it was really an urgent matter to to look into. And I came with a bag of toys um, to play games, to, to see how he would interpret certain things. And on top of my bag was Smarties. And you know what? This boy with behavioral issues in a classroom never grabbed my pack of Smarties. He never even asked if he could have it. He was so excited to see the games inside the box. And I realized so often that behavioral issues are labeled being in a negative um, connotation to it. But sometimes the behavioral language, body language, tells us more than what we like to to hear. Um, Very often, a child that behaves naughty or or um, distracting kids in class is not always just ADHD or ADD or labeled with whatever specialists find them. Or um, naughty. Or naughty. Sometimes it's a white flag saying, I'm not coping, help me. And in my learning center, um, it reflected to be a situation where the children were in grade four and it's not the teacher's responsibility to sit with a child in grade four because the system has passed him on to grade four um, for the next phase and he can't read and, and write. Um, that teacher has her own um, you know, responsibilities and she has a classroom in front of her. And unfortunately, this is the situation. We can't put it all on the teacher anymore. We have to help. And he had to be taken out of a classroom setup into a homeschool environment or a tutor center environment as his own family couldn't support him. And we had to go back to basics. So the boy walked into my learning center at the age of 11. He couldn't read or write. We had to go back to the age of three. We had to go do basics. We had to learn how to do certain things in the correct way. 
And today he has successfully passed grade five and he's starting a different path where we, we spoke with the families and we said, you know, language is a barrier for him. Um, let's look into dropping a certain language and let's look at a different vision. But the, the big picture here was the vision. I couldn't come across with building a relationship with these families or these children or get their support or their trust in, in what uh, the father was showing me with each of them if I wasn't um, able to get them to see the vision that I see. And the vision is there is a future. No, mom is not going to be dependent on you all your life. He needs to hear that you think he is able to. And it's not a disability. Um, it's a different ability. And the families need to take hands and support one another to, to get this. So moms, if, if you are not equipped or you don't have the patience, get someone into your life and ask them to help you. Play the games, make the time. Um, so often our families and moms, I refer to moms now because we're the nurturing um, you know, position in the family. We try to capture so many moments that we forget to live the moment. Live the moment with your child in that situation, in, in the difficulty that it is. Reflect to your child that it's difficult for you. Make him understand that it's different and he is different, but that it is okay. And there is hope and there is a vision and a future. And we're just going to find a different way. There are no more excuses out there today because resources are endless. Um, you know, there's the internet, there's YouTube, there's people teaching, there's books. There is no more excuses just to sit back and say, I have a special needs child because we need to guide them into becoming young adults and finding that hope for themselves and finding that place of identity um, where they can see a future for themselves. Yes, and that's so powerful what you're saying is the fact that we have to get find their identity in what Christ had Yes. Designed them to be. Yes. So we have to. There is a reason why they were born this way. Yes. So we need to find what is God's uh, plan for their lives, and we have to come as a family and recognize that. And you know, there's many children. Obviously, they don't have the infrastructures of a good family, or you know, both moms and dad have to work and that. But God, and there is enough resources to help you get and identify and make it fun and include the whole family because what we do is we end up isolating and family relationships break down. You know, you don't go to your grandmother, yes, because the kid is um, just really, and all these kind of things. But all this can come into full understanding of including the child and not excluding him and isolating the, yes. the child and labeling him even within the family, not necessarily even at the school. No. It just adds to the problems. And walking so, away from any negative, yes. negative, um, you know, talking, they hear us talk. They, they hear the families talk. They pick up on our body language and, and direct a situation. Don't focus on the negative, the don'ts and no, and, um, you know, you can't, um, our daughter um, was diagnosed with ADD, but I refused to label her. And I was, through Abba Father's wisdom and spirit in me, um, blessed to be very creative. And we just took certain things away in our home to avoid her to behave in certain ways. But we never put the focus on it. It was never a negative thing. It was just not there. And sooner or later, she never wanted it because she felt that she could feel different and think different when she 
got that substance in. Mm. Mm. And, you know, as as you were saying about technology and all that, yes, we need to use that as a, a guideline, but not as a, a, you know, a lifestyle. Yes. And, 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 and technology is really, really beneficial. It can really be a, a big benefit in our family, in our lives, because there is visual stimulation if it is used correctly. And we need to stop being afraid of technology and use it for our advantage. Mm. And uh, that is very powerful because a lot of children, uh, a lot of children spend a lot of time on games, but you, there are other things that you can I- encourage them to do on, I- I- with the technology that can be stimulated stimulating and educational yes so we have to find uh, you know there are ways of using technology making it fun making it fun um and and yet uh, uh beneficial you know that uh, it's not taking them down a wrong the wrong yes. path very 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 profound um but you know we we time just flies it's yes. terrible <laughs> but anyway this is where we're going to just want to encourage you um if you want to know anything about our guests on our program you're welcome to whatsapp us on 081-729-1657 and our telegram number is exactly the same 081-729-1657 and our sms line is 37988 and we have a lovely counseling department um it also helps you just if you need a prayer or you need some kind of assistance or direction um it's on 021 option one you just need to press option one and we can see how we can help you but we really want to just encourage you that and there's help for our children there are such gifts and nothing's too much for our lord uh, our abba father because he can multiply and we can just thank them because it's okay it's okay how he's created this little uh, being that's been given to us and he chooses chose you to to be the parents so enjoy the journey that is how i really would love to encourage you let's enjoy the journey and not see it as so problematic and you know uh, you cannot once you start easing up and not knowing what to do, not to sweat the small things but let's take this and let's change it let's change the directions but this is why i'm saying our next song is called he made a change by ernie hauser and signature sound so let's just look forward to, i'm looking forward to what they are about to share with us yes and that was he made a change and that is so amazing because <clears throat> excuse me and that is the Lord. He makes changes. Yes. So uh, we've got Alicia for Webb in our studios today with me. And she is just talking about the most precious gifts of our children, even in spite of their little issues that they have. And if we've changed it at the foundational um, stages, we can tweak it and we can correctify it and we can redirect it. Yes. And then we can go forward with children that are on their journey in spite of their little their issues, that they can go into great success. So um, I just want, Elisha, um, just give us an idea of what are the tools and the utensils and the things that we could possibly have in the house that is easy accessible and that's fun for both parents because we were chosen to have certain children. Yes. Yes, and, you know, the Lord saw us as fit. So 
not as a curse. Don't look at what the child's problems are as a curse, but embrace it as parents. That is so important. You gift this child was given to you as a gift, and you need to open up that present. So exciting to embrace it and see how we can navigate and say and thank you and say thank you. And, and and these these children have so much love to give. They are bubbling of love and intelligence. Do not underestimate their intelligence. Do not. Um, that's that's the biggest thing I would say. And you know, when you have time, remember we said that's our keyword for today is time. When you spend time with them, use a pack of cards. Use dominoes. Um, you know, get rummy cub. It doesn't have to be expensive. Use the things. Don't do math concepts just in a structured, you know, pen and paper way. Um, make it fun. Make it fun. Bring it into their everyday life. Let them acknowledge and understand how it rolls over into everything. And that maths is not just something of a subject. It's part of your life um, as languages are with speaking and reading. And find that love for them to want to want to learn and want to read. What I can say, a few tools and equip, uh, equip someone out there without hope today. If you have a learner that struggles to read, um, make it a game. Read one word and he reads one word. Or you read one sentence, he reads one sentence. And build it up. And build it up that he can later on read one page and you read one page. Ask your child at the beginning of a month, what research are we going to learn about this month? Do that research. Use technology. Teach them how to do research. Teach them that love for wanting to learn and gain general knowledge. Um, it it flows over into creative writing. It flows over into their orals and their speeches in class and their communication levels. Um, allow them time at dinner table to speak. We, t we have a game that we play about um, thorns, roses and, and blossoms. You know, and through that, without asking your child, so... How was your day today? Making it an open-ended question, saying, you know, my thorn today was this. And relate that you also have things that you have to go through. And through that, they will start opening up and being transparent about what they experience. And I want to say with, with maths, you know, or with coloring in, if you sit with a child that struggles to color in, sit opposite the child and color in with your left hand. So that you go out of the lines and you make mistakes and show them how you struggle and you are trying to correct it. If you are teaching a child to write, sit opposite the child with a whiteboard or perspex or paper and, and write the letters and show them it's difficult and laugh at your mistakes. Show them that you're working on winning. And once they see that, they relax. When we start with a new learner at our center, we don't start with just the program and that. I take two weeks to sit with that child and play games, sit on the floor, dress like a child, sit on the floor, play games with them, come down to their level, show them that you battle with things too, make a mistake when you count, um, you know, bring the rummy cup out, count in twos, do sorting, do colors sorting, um, or the pack of cards. It's, it's endless. It's really, really endless. And it doesn't have to involve um, a lot of costs to get start up. And we need to understand that not all children can sit in a mainstream school. And it is okay. And we have to accept it and guide ourselves and, and go on this journey of helping them. Um, and I started homeschooling um, 
and I don't regret it. If I could have homeschooled my own children, I would have. I never knew. I was so against it. Um, perhaps there was some pride, you know, we have to do mainstream, there's no other option. And through this, I realized that not all children fit in a classroom. Amen. And yes, and it's not that we want to uh, remove them from uh, society or no. anything like that. It's just getting them back on track and then they can always move back in again. Yes. It's just to get them restored and, and close uh, the gap. Close the gap. So um, that is very important. You know, a lot of us are, uh, you know, not sure about homeschooling and all that, but investigate everything that you need to to be able to make a. a, a a sound decision on the future of your children and there are enough schools out there that do are equipped for this as well yes and, and do not be afraid do not feel that you're taking your child on the wrong uh, in a, in a, uh, you know if you need to take him out of a mainstream uh, and rather position him because at the end of the day it is for a happy child and a successful child so yes. if he needs to go on a certain journey let him go you know, you need to put him in the position and not make him end up being marginalized and set back. And, and if you as a parent know that your child would rather um, work better in, in a situation like that rather than a mainstream school, but it is not your, pa your, your passion or you don't have the patience to work with your child, please don't put yourself on a guilt trip. Reach out. There are parent centers, there are learner centers, there are tutor centers out there who love what they do. We are busy equipping centers um, and, and rural areas where, where people are volunteering to work with kids. Yes. You can do more harm if you don't have that love and that patience yes. and reach out to people don't to do this um, quietly and feel that you are isolated with this situation it is not mm. and, and and pick pick your fights these learners are so used to always being in travel pick your fights if you only have five fights in a day that you could pick with that little child in front of you is this really the fight that you're going to pick to pick up crayons that he accidentally dropped on the floor, for example, because we need to just put it back into perspective. What matters? Amen. Um, you know, Alicia, I just thought mm -hmm. that maybe we could just end up with a prayer for our families. Um, you know, this is such an such a vital, um, essential. Um, process within a family because as I said it affects all relationships it, uh, you know when we start labeling a child then you know everybody in the world you know school uh, teachers friends uh, parents uh, no you can't play with that child he's too naughty yes. um, everything comes around this little this little person which is not his portion so we need to just pray for our families that how we embrace our children how we navigate them and that they will go and seek the help that they need to seek and and we can teach our children that it's a it's perfect and okay to not be okay and to have emotions but it's yes. what we do with those emotions that sometimes get us into trouble so. and if we can just teach them that that everything will just be easier mm -hmm. in family dynamics no, Alicia, but we will have more of this. Um, as I said, we are the, the, the parenting centers are going to start yes. popping up all over in rural areas as well as yes. in um, uh, on this, you know, uh, other areas as well. So we are definitely going to listen to get some more programs uh, just to cover these important, important things, these foundational things. Yes. So if you can just end up with a prayer for us Thank and just you give very us much. your just give us your uh, your WhatsApp number 
just so that people, if there's any uh, questions that they can just maybe contact my, you. My contact details are um, 079-709-1047. Um, that's only for WhatsApp because I'm in teaching during class. Um, but I will get back to you as soon as possible. And my email is microschooling at um, 2018 at gmail.com. And I would love to end with a prayer. Have a Father, thank you for this platform where we can just share and radiate hope. Please let people out there not find themselves isolated anymore during these situations. Let them reach out and let us multiply our love, our patience, our guidance, our hope and our vision. Let us get to a point where we can say thank you that you have chosen me for this child that you designed the way that you design and, and walk this journey with me, how we can reverse and testify of your healing and how he too has a place in this lifestyle and in this world out there that needs so much love. Thank you, Abba Father, that you are with every single child that's trying to reach out and saying, help, help me, I'm not coping. We give you all honor and glory. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, Alicia Fabric, for being on my program. I think this is really just the tip of the iceberg, but uh, we've got so much to cover. But at least I, I believe that we have an, uh, an opportunity to see hope in every situation. So family and friends, uh, you're welcome to contact us on any at any time, as well as Alicia Fer on her WhatsApp number. But please do not hesitate to go and seek the help you need for you and your family and your child um, so that they can that you can live a happy, successful family life. So we will see you next week, same time, same place. Take care, stick to the rules, and we will chat to you soon. And have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week ahead. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. God bless you. Thank you, Lisha, for joining us. Thank you very us. much. Be blessed. We will see you soon. God bless you. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.